0: Hey, hey everyone, and welcome to episode 85 of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Tech Blog Builder. Tech Blog Builder is the blog writing service for IT businesses. We craft content that converts website visitors into customers with 100% unique, SEO-ready, professionally written blog posts delivered on a consistent schedule. We also help you get the word out via social media posts and high-quality branded videos, all customized for your business, and to your content. Learn more at techblogbuilder.com. It's also brought to you by TechSiteBuilder. TechSiteBuilder is a hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean, professional, and effective website up and running for your IT business. Save time and frustration with TechSiteBuilder. Learn more at techsitebuilder.com. On today's episode, we have Charles Henson of Nashville Computers on to talk about how he was able to get featured in publications like Wired, Bank of America, and Channel Pro. We'll learn why getting featured in places like that is crucial to establishing yourself as the premier expert in your industry and how you can build your own credibility by leveraging the credibility of other well known people. Plus, Paco tells us about a new, potentially lucrative referral source, and I school Paco on meta tags. All that and so much more coming up right now. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to the Computer Business Marketing Show. If you own or work in an IT services business, this is the place to learn how to get more clients, keep them happy, and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, and or subscribe to all show episodes at ComputerBusinessMarketing.com.
1: You can also catch our live stream on Facebook every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Just be sure to like the Tech Site Builder Facebook page, click on the following tab, and select See First so that the live stream will jump up to the top of your feed.
0: All right, guys. So uh, on today's episode, our topic is going to be about, um, you know, building uh, your credibility through online articles. So, um, you know, we we talk a lot about uh, reputation and credibility and authority and also SEO, getting backlinks from reputable websites. And you can kind of tie all of that into one perfect package by, um, you know, Publishing online articles, getting them published in uh, in notable sources, and we're also just going to dig generally into branding and authority and uh, and you know how to further establish yourself in an, as an expert in your particular industry, in your particular location for your particular the particular services that you provide. So uh, we're going to dig into that with Charles Hansen, who is the managing partner of Nashville Computers. So stick around for that. That's going to be an awesome interview. Uh, Before we do that, though, uh, I just want to introduce myself. My name is Matthew Rodella. If you haven't joined the show before, um, then you wouldn't know that I am a former IT business owner who has transitioned into web services. So now I build websites and do other types of web consulting like SEO and uh, marketing and that sort of thing. And uh, I run a business called TechSite Builder, where we provide uh, website uh, websites as a service for IT business owners. So it's a super uh, low, affordable monthly rate to have a website fully hosted, fully secure, and fully managed for you. But we allow you to build it out and add content and have full control over it. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. And then I'm joined today by my trusty co-host, Paco LeBron. How are you doing, Paco?
1: Better than good, better than most. How's everybody doing?
0: Uh, hanging in there. Uh, hanging in there. You know, it's been, it's January. So, uh, you know, the first week of January was kind of quiet. People were getting back from vacation. People were taking extra weeks of vacation, but this week has been full on. Everyone's back. Everyone's pinging me for projects to start. And I've got some personal projects and I'm wanting to start kick off in the new year. So it's always like at the beginning of the year, there's all these, you know, I want to get this started, or I want to start this finally, or I want to do this finally. So I've got clients asking me that. I've got me with stuff I want to do. So it's all kind of a balancing act and prioritizing, Um, you know, there, you know, certain projects can wait, uh, certain projects of my own will need to wait until I can get some of my clients' projects done. Uh, So that's kind of what I'm facing here in the new year. Um, But can't complain, (laughs) you know, definitely keeping me busy and keeping the money flowing. So that is good. And I will take it. Uh, How about you, Paco, what you've been up to?
1: Yeah, similar to how you mentioned, it's been a a very reactive week this week, Um, being that it's the first full week that everyone's kind of back from the holidays and everything like that. So I feel like I haven't really gotten much done, Um, but it's been a lot of you know just fulfilling a lot of the repairs that kind of bled over to from the old year to new year, Um, trying out a couple of things. Like you said, there's a couple of projects that I really want to try and um, flush out. Um, especially like doing some central management of my clients and just trying to figure out a couple of those line items to just add a little bit more revenue, um, inside of the monthly recurring invoices that I send out. So just really more business as usual. Um, just a lot of repairs that I know I shouldn't have taken, which is why I mentioned on the last show that I'm going to be cutting services or at least trying to offset, um, you know, kind of going out and pushing them off to other uh, IT companies in the area or computer repair shops, I should say. Um, but I've been rereading, as I mentioned, uh, I probably in the last episode or on my show, I can't recall this all a blur. Um, <laughs> I've been uh reading up on the pumpkin plan by Michael Mikalowitz and been really executing on really just kind of doing a lot of uh the cutting of the, you know, the, the dead pumpkins and growing your pumpkins and so forth. And there was an article in there that he talked about where do more of what's getting you the current business. And he mentioned about a blogger in, in the example, and it dawned on me as I was kind of looking through my best relationships or my best clients were referrals from my IT my IT partner who is a bigger MSP than I am. So I just thought to myself, why don't I just reach out to other bigger IT provi- MSP providers that don't want to deal with the little guys, work out an agreement similar to what I have with them. And then just have them send over the clients they don't want. I give them the retainer or uh, finder's fee like I do with uh, my, the other partner I have now and just kind of keep on trucking from there. So I've kind of been trying to figure out that route. What's the best way to do that? Um, so probably focusing on some of the uh, West Loop businesses here since I'm on the Chamber of Commerce here. So it'll kind of look a little bit better. Um, and then there is another IT company I found out that is actually relocating. To LA, so apparently one of the prospects that my IT provider sent over to me was enrolled with this other IT company who's leaving. So um, I plan on reaching out to him, seeing if they have a exit plan for their clients because it sounds like they basically told all of their clients, "We're going to support you to January thirty first. Thank you for your support. Bye." <laughs> so, wow. um, so yeah. I'm planning on trying to reach out for that for some opportunities in there. And just reaching out to some past clients that have some retainer blocks that are still on their accounts just to look for some new opportunities and work to kind of up uh, our revenue stream for January.
0: And so that's kind of where um, it it uh, it pays off to maybe go to some of these networking events that we talk about, um, like, for example, TechCon, <laughs> where you can meet oh, yeah. other uh, business owners, uh, other IT business owners that might be at a higher level than you or at an even lower level than you, at a different level than you, or have a, offering different services than you, form a relationship with them. They can refer customers that don't fit them to you. You can refer customers that don't fit for you to them. And it's a great way to, you know, um, it, it's a great way to not have to spend money on marketing because, hey, you just, you got these people referring folks to you, so.
1: Right, and like you said, I mean, any conference in general, I think it's a great opportunity to, you know, speak to like minded IT business owners that are there and you just never know if there's certain things you don't like to do and you can probably just offset it over to them and then vice versa. <clears throat> you can also find somebody that's bigger than you that's trying to figure out how to, do they get rid of their less you know, uh, revenue making contracts and which would be probably big fish for you right now. Sometimes, you know, I think I forgot what movie it was. I think it was War Dogs that they said, you know, the gov- the, when they were bidding on their RFP proposals, you know, the comment was made that I live on crumbs. So, you know, that's kind of the thing where these big, these crumbs are big contracts in their view. And that may be, may make somebody's uh, revenue stream a little bit more improved. But yeah, exactly like you said, with the TechCon um, unplugged uh, conference happening in September, should be a great time with everybody um, that we have going on over there. So, yeah.
0: Awesome. So, uh, let's um, remind folks about the computer business marketing newsletter. So that is uh, where you can go to get your weekly digest of tips and tricks for how to market your IT business. Just head over to ComputerBusinessMarketing.com, fill out the form there, and you'll be subscribed to the newsletter list where, um, you know, no spam, just once a week we'll send the newsletter to you. And uh, it contains, you know, links to that week's podcast episode, as well as a curated list of articles from around the web that talk about different marketing techniques that we think would uh, fit well with IT businesses, uh, and then we also have a little a digest of the recent posts from the Facebook group, as well as the tip of the week, which is just a you know some kind of inspirational tip or you know something you can take away and uh, apply that particular week. Uh, speaking of the Facebook group, this week we did a um, our first kind of sponsor vendor Facebook Live event where we had Mixmax uh, come on and um, we had a Mixmax power user actually walk through how she uses Mixmax in her business. Um, so I think it's kind of cool. You know, it's great to have sponsors to, to introduce you to new services that can help your business. But it's a totally different thing to actually see it in practice, see it being used, see how it can actually uh, improve your business. And the folks that were tuning in and and chatting with us during the event were, you know, saying, oh, yeah, that looks really cool. I love how you can, you know, schedule, you can uh, curate a schedule that you can provide in an email based off of your Gmail calendar. And, you know, that that looks really cool and you can see it in action. So definitely check that out. That video is going to be available in the Facebook group for the next uh, 30 days. It's going to be pinned to the top so you can always see it. So if you're not a member of the Facebook group, hop on over, just go to Facebook type search for computer business marketing and uh, join the group. And you can check out that video along with all of the other kind of helpful posts that are going on in that group.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was a great sponsor to have and it, you know, it's to speak that, you know, we, me and you both use this service, right. And it was one of those where it was great information that we received on stuff we just didn't know. And now we can utilize it yeah, a lot more. I learned uh, some stuff for sure. Yeah. Exactly, like some of the influence um, steps that you have for the funnels and things like that. So, I think it was just a great opportunity to have a working, invested partner that we use in our own businesses to sponsor the show. I think it just speaks to, you know, when we have a sponsor on the show, you know, we are thinking front of mind of the ones that are making us more efficient in our business. And we want to make sure we expose that to our audience.
0: Yeah, exactly. We're not going to have, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know some shoe company or some, I, I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but you know what I mean, like some irrelevant you know company to sponsor us just because they're paying us money because they want to get in front of people. We're looking for right. relevant sponsors. So we, we talked about this in that video, but also I'll throw it out here. If you guys have any um, you know vendors that you use or that you're thinking about using that you want to hear more from, or you want to maybe see a demo or something like that, let us know um, who you got in mind, and we'll we'll reach out to them um, we'll take a look at their products see if it's a good fit and uh and uh you know the best i think the best you know sponsors or vendors that we can bring in are the ones that you guys are interested in cuz that's going to you know benefit the sponsor cuz people are going to be interested in them already and that's going to benefit you guys cuz you're going to hear from folks that you're you're looking to hear from so definitely let us know all right um before we jump into the uh topic paco do you have any uh tech site builder questions for me
1: Yes, I have one. Um, so, normally, when you are <clears throat> creating a page or you are um, adding a new uh, blog to your website, you know, they have the sections for, you know, meta title and, met- and meta description. Normally, for SEO, we're taught to put whatever the subject is pipe or um, dash company name. But <clears throat> specifically for meta, Date or the meta description what do we really put in this box because i think there's been a lot of you know we should put keywords in here we should put the same description that's in the um in the meta title we should actually write a blurb describing the actual page or because that's what shows up in google search in uh search results what's the best option for meta description and what's the best use of that real estate
0: right yeah that's a great question um because it's not obvious and it's it's not like inherently obvious what those what's the best use of those those meta fields that you have, you know, available to you in TechSite builder or in pretty much anywhere else where you create a website that has some kind of SEO component to it. It says, "Hey, you know, for SEO, you got to fill out your meta title, fill out your meta description." Okay, great. But what does that mean exactly? So you kind of you kind of hit the nail on the head with your description of it because um, it is um, ultimately what's go- what Google is going to probably most likely show to uh, someone who's searching and your, when your page shows up in the search results, it's going to take that meta description and that's going to be the description that shows underneath the link in the search results. So um, that's, that's almost more the primary reason for creating the meta description than it is to try to get in some keywords or try to, you know manipulate your, your page ranking or whatever. Because um, first and foremost, at SEO, you want to focus on the user experience and making it easy for regular people to understand what your page is about. Um, and, you know, Google's trying to tweak its algorithm to to act like a human and, and kind of look at it in the same way. So what I would recommend is for your meta description to be uh, a, a concise description of what that page is. So if it's a service page for like, you know, your cybersecurity service you have, then, you know, you write a couple sentences about, you know, hey, this is Prodigy Techs uh, here, or this is at Prodigy Techs, we offer cybersecurity for, you know, whatever your target client is in wherever your city is. Uh, Here are a couple things that we do for that service, or here's a, a more of a description, you know, throw in everything that is relevant, And your location is relevant to that. Your business name is relevant to that. The name of the service is relevant to that. So just naturally, you're going to have all those keywords in there, but you want to think of it as a human is reading it. So you're not just going to have prodigy techs, cybersecurity, Chicago, you know, without any kind of context.
1: And that's what I was just going to ask that it should be speaking to your potential client uh, on for them to click the link to get what it needs to, uh, whatever the service may be that they're yeah,
0: looking they're for. Yeah, because they're going to see a search results page of, you know, a bunch of links that say cybersecurity, cybersecurity specialist, cybersecurity specialist. So, okay, great. There's all these links. Now, you know, what do they mean? They look at the description. Oh, you know, there's a bunch of keywords here that don't mean anything to me. I'm going to skip that. Here's the next one. Um, hey, you know, I'm Paco from Prodigy Techs. I offer cybersecurity services for um, lawyers in Chicago. Uh, here's, you know, read on for more or whatever. Right. Um, that's going to be more relevant to them, and they're going to be okay. That's speaking to me. Let me click on that. Good to know. And then naturally, it's going to help with SEO too because you have all your keywords in there just by, right? Just by you know doing that. Cool. So uh, without further ado, uh, let's jump into our featured topic. We have with us today uh, our special guest, Charles Henson. Uh, He is managing partner for Nashville Computer, um, which I just found out recently is, surprise, located in Nashville. (laughs) So uh, welcome, Charles, to the show. Thanks for being
2: here. Thanks, man. Thanks, Baca. Glad to be here.
0: So um, we have you on to to kind of talk about um, something that you've had great success with, and that is um, writing articles uh, that get featured in lots of great places. So your articles have appeared in publications such as Dell Tech One, Wired.com, Bank of America, Smarter MSP, and Channel Pro. Um, you've also um, spoken uh, before thousands of fellow business owners and influencers across the U.S., you were even invited to Google headquarters uh, to give your personal feedback on Google products. That sounds very cool. Um, and uh, you've also done some other cool things. You've earned the title of Technology Marketing Toolkit 2017 Spokesperson and Ambassador for the IT industry. So lots of cool things that you've done to build up your credibility, to establish your authority, to get featured in all of these uh, these cool places so we're going to dig into how you've done that, some of the strategies that you've uh, implemented to do that. But before we get into all that, why don't you just kind of introduce yourself and let folks know, you know, a little bit of the backstory of of how you got to where you are now um, as the managing partner of Nashville Computer.
2: Sure, absolutely. Um, it, you know, really, when when you look back, I was the IT guy. I was I was doing the a lot of the work. Uh, we were a small company, three of us, and uh, I was the technician. Um, you know, really working day in and day out in the business and installing, you know, computers and doing that. And when I started probably about seven years ago, I started looking at business a little bit different, trying to get into the MSP world and get out of the break-fix world and, and looking at how do we how do we get new customers? How do we get new clients? And uh, one of the things that I realized is we didn't have any credibility. People knew who we were, but our, we'd send out marketing. And, uh, you know, they would say, well, you know, we're going to compare you with, you know, three or four other companies. And I kept asking myself, how do I get myself set apart from everybody else in the city and, and become the local expert? And I don't remember where I heard that term, but I, it kind of sank into me. I was like, you know what, I need to become the local expert and build my credibility. And I started looking for different resources. And, uh, you know, really, what I started doing was looking at how to become set up as somebody that the businesses looked at and said, "We want to do business with this guy, not come in and have a conversation about numbers." And, and I can tell you, the conversations that I have today, people, Google search me, they they find me uh, in Nashville, I own the first three pages of Google. Uh, if If you put in cybersecurity in Nashville Computer or Charles Henson, uh, you're going to find me the first three pages. I'm going to have numerous mentions in there. And uh, and and I'm going to share with the listeners exactly how I've done that. Um, but here's what happens. Here's the dynamic. Think about it. You go into a business prospect today, you sit down and you want to sell them your IT services, and your security solutions and all this. But what happens is they say, well, you know, what do you charge? What's your price? And then, well, you know, we're going to talk to a couple of other IT people and you got to really pitch them on your services and your value and, and everything that you bring to the table. The conversations that I have from the people that search us out, they say, How do we do business with Nashville Computer? Right. And I can tell you that it has dramatically changed the way we do business and that we bring, we bring clients on board. And so it, it is, it, this is something that it's going to take you a little bit of time and a little bit of work, but I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do. As long as you'll take the time to go do it, you're going to see the same results I have.
0: Wow. That's 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 a bold statement, but that's absolutely true because it's, you know, a lot of these um, brand building techniques and business building and marketing, I mean, it's been done for, for decades, right? And it's not rocket science. There's formulas people follow that are repeatable, that work. Um, and th- that's why it always gets me that people are always trying to search for the, like the magic bullet or the, the, you know, the, the thing that's going to be different than everyone else. Uh, But when you kind of break down all of these, these, you know, different systems or formulas, they're all kind of based on the same fundamentals and it's all, you know, it's based on a formula and following a framework. And, you know, if someone has been successful with it, if multiple people have been successful with it, then chances are you'll be successful with it too if you just follow it right and that's Absolutely. that's that's what trips trips people up sometimes is they they just you know they're like well that's worked for that guy but that's not going to work for me or i'm special or you know i don't have the skills that person has when when really you know the the skill is is the 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 framework and then and then following it um to results one thing i i really like that you said was that you own the first three pages of Google. And that's not only through just, you know, your website, great, good SEO, whatever, but also, you know, all of these other places that you show up, whether it's, you know, giving writing articles or giving talks or presentations or being featured by other businesses. And that goes into the whole thing of, you know, reputation management and making sure that when someone Googles you, they're get, you have control over all the stuff they're seeing. And it's all positive stuff. And really the only way to do that is to flood the internet with stuff about you. And so that that's a you know that's kind of a byproduct of, of getting your stuff out there that I, I tend to forget. but that's really uh, the really positive is that you know cert- you want people when they search for you to find good stuff about you and find lots of stuff about you and and not be able to find anything you know that someone else wrote about you or something like that. So why don't you dig into kind of how we can go about um, getting started? So say you know where someone's listening to this. They they either just started their business or maybe they've tried other advertising or marketing methods that haven't been working well. They they're kind of on board with yeah you know I need to I need to become a local authority. I need to you know get myself out there. What what are some of the ways they can get started with that?
2: Yeah, well first first and foremost, just uh, pop over to Google. Not right now, but later because I want you to pay attention right now. But just jot this down. HARO, H A R O. It's called Help a Reporter Out. It's, it's helperreporter.com. Sign up for the free version. You don't have to pay for the, you know, you don't have paid version, all that. You can sign up for the paid version, but uh, I would start out with the free, especially until you get used to it and know what you're doing and what you're looking for. And once you sign up for that, what you're going to do is you're going to select whatever industry that you're in. If you're in IT, select that you want IT. Um, if you're into healthcare and you have healthcare clients, Select healthcare, because there's there's going to be three emails coming in per day. And those emails are going to come in, and it's going to have a list of articles or questions where reporters are looking for experts to give them their opinion. And they're actually going to write the articles for you, but you have to respond back to these queries. So you, you get one in there, and it's, let's say that you focus on cloud computing. And it says, you know, what what tips do you have for somebody on... On cloud maybe you work with a mobile device management or whatever look for the ones that you know how to answer and then you just click on the link it submits an email to them and you type in the message uh, a couple of tips there is go ahead and get you a photo uh, a nice uh, headshot because some of them require headshots, headshot some don't you can't send the headshot through HARO so go ahead and put that on like a OneDrive or a Google Drive or whatever so you can share the link in HARO and go ahead and write out a brief, short bio of who you are. That way it's consistent every time and you can include that bio in the email back to the reporter. Now, here's the thing. You're not guaranteed that you're going to get that gig and that they're going to name you, but you can uh, you can always try for it, right? So I might try for 10 of them. And if I land one, I'm happy. Why? Because there's a lot of side effects that come from this owning the first three pages of Google and it helps with your SEO because they want to know who your company name is and who you are and what's your web address. And so that's going to help with your SEO. That's going to give you a bump. So when Google, Yahoo, you know, all these other sites are, they're crawling the internet. They see that wire.com, bank of America, these are authoritative sites, right? They're pointed back to National computer. And I get that bump in SEO over all of my competition in Nashville. So that's why I say the bold statement of if you'll just take time and go through the process and do this, you're going to reap the rewards of it. And, you know, it goes back and and Matt will tell you this. A lot of IT guys, I see this happen all the time and I mentor IT guys. And one, one mistake I see people make is they build out their website and they think they're done. You can't just walk away from your website and leave it dormant for the next twelve months, because you have to keep adding content to it. So we'll we'll get into articles and stuff like that in a minute. But but that's that's tip number one is join Haro.
0: Yeah, the cool thing about Haro is you know there's very little work required on your part. You're basically just responding to you know take five minutes to to check the email every day and and respond to any links that you you think you 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 have something to, to contribute. And then, you know, you answer a few questions and the reporter writes the article. So you're not even writing an article. You're just, you know, providing some, some sound bites or, or some, some expertise. So it's really kind of low, um, low barrier to entry, low, um, commitment on your part to just, you know, do it on a regular basis and stay consistent. And like you said, it's a numbers game, so you're not going to get, it, uh, you know, accepted for everyone. but if you just keep responding to them, you'll, you'll get them eventually. And, uh. And the, the rewards you get from that are definitely worth it.
2: Well, not only that, Matt, but, you know, some of these, I, I can tell you, I have relationships with some of these people now that they actually reach out to me first. Oh, if it's been over yeah. six weeks or, or, or more, they'll reach out to me and they say, hey, I've got an article. I've got three articles I got to write. Do you want one of these? Right. So now I've got this one-on-one email going back and forth with them. They tag me on social media stuff. And that's where it really starts getting sweet because- now you can have these personal conversations, and they they see you as the authoritative figure, and they're going to reach out to you before they even post it.
0: Very cool. So yeah, uh, I love it. So that's again goes back to the relationship building, and the more you kind of put yourself out there and make these connections, the more you can get kind of that straight line to to these reporters, and then they'll come to you first. Awesome. Yeah. So what are some other types of um, content that you can uh, that you can create to establish authority or to um because you know that this is one where the reporters creating the content for you and interviewing you or whatever. Um, so you, you only have so much control over that and um, what, what are some other you know ways you can kind of get your name out there?
2: Yeah well just another side note on that. some some of the things that I've landed were actually uh, radio gigs. so they actually had me on radio uh, doing an interview on uh, XM radio. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sirius XM and then they actually had so much good feedback from that they invited me back a second time Uh and then I had another opportunity where I actually landed a get a radio gig and it was one of these on-demand you know Facebook pages but they had various uh, radio hosts and so I was the host of a radio show for uh, about a year and then uh, we launched uh, Insecurity TV and we did three seasons of that so you, you never know where these things are going to come from. But nice. I think one of the coolest was eHow.com. They actually sent out a videographer and we did 30 different how-to videos. And one of my friends reached out from school, from high school on, on Facebook. And he's like, dude, he said, you know, I, I need to know how to remove a computer from my, or a hard drive from my computer. And he said, I Google searched it. and Lo and behold, there's my friend from high school <laughs> on eHow.com. showing me how to do it. So, so that, that's first and foremost. Secondly, you know, the, the second tip I want to give you is to update your social media and, and that's your LinkedIn, your Facebook, your profiles. You know, put, put a good quality picture up there. Uh, make sure you've got a, uh, your LinkedIn for businesses up there. And then if you're reading a book, write about that book. Right. If you happen to meet the author, then, you know, great. Take a picture with him if you can. If you ever go to a book signing or something. Um, and, and this is cool. If you ever run into some of these people, make sure that you're taking pictures with them. But when you write the article, uh, one of the things that I did is, is I had the opportunity to listen to Robert Herjavec speak. And I wrote an article, five things that I learned from Robert Herjavec. Well, you know, I followed him on Twitter and, and, uh, followed him on LinkedIn and I posted it out on LinkedIn the next day he retweeted it. And then the Dancing with the Stars retweeted, it, and my phone was dead by noon from all the notifications. <laughs> Freaking unbelievable, right? And uh, I, I read a book um, by Vern Harnish, and I posted about that, you know, the five things I learned from scaling up. And uh, that thing gets likes on LinkedIn, like every couple of weeks, I'll get a notification that somebody liked, liked that article. So people are looking for Vern. They find me. They find my article about the book. And, and so that's some of the, the things that you can do. And then think about real world scenarios. Think about something that you ran into with a client. We, we had a client, uh, I like to say uh, they're a customer because they, they don't really listen to what we want. And uh, they declined our backup services and then they got ransomware. Well, we went out there, we were able to uh, look at their backups and see that their backup hadn't run in over 30 days. And so what we did is we said, well, there, there's nothing really we can do except for install your, your old data. And they said, you know what? We're going to just pay the ransom. And they did. And while they were decrypting the data, they got a second set of ransomware. <laughs> oh. So now the encrypted data was encrypted. So there was no recovery. Oh, and we yeah. ended up starting them over with, with year-end numbers and so on and so forth. Now, write the article about that. You know, that's a real-world scenario you oh, run yeah. into And uh, this is something you can share with your your, uh, people that follow you on LinkedIn, your customers, your clients. And it helps you build credibility because you're putting educational information out there of why you need that
1: backup in place. So a question for you, um, Charles, if let's say, for example, like you said, you appear on, you know, you did an article for Bank of America, let's say, for example, Mm -hmm. Um, should you highlight that on your social media or on your site, kind of talking about that and linking back out to them. So like, for example, I did a segment on a newscast probably back in July. I haven't I put it on LinkedIn as far as like one of the sources of like to get to know me. But should we highlight those type of things on our own um, websites outside of just social media that we were doing it at the time?
2: So here, here's what I recommend. You can you can post it on social, post it on LinkedIn, post it on Facebook, Twitter, tweet about it, do all of that. When it comes to your actual website, do not post it there. Now, if you want to take a screenshot of it and, and create it as an HTML file or a PDF file or whatever for somebody to look at, that's fine. But the minute that, that Wired.com or Bank of America article is linked to my website, I automatically get a bump. But if I link back to that from my Nashville computer page by, you know, having an in the news, whatever, I just canceled out the SEO link. And that is that is a, you know, it's it's a dangerous thing to do. So do not do that. You want that SEO bump. And, and obviously that's something that Matt, you know, will, will talk about and teach, but do not cancel out your, your good links that are coming.
0: And, and, and these days, you know, people aren't, most of the time, people aren't just going to your website and calling it a date. So don't feel like if you don't put it on your website, it doesn't exist, right? People are going to go to your website. They're going to see, hey, he's on Facebook. Let me let me look on Facebook or LinkedIn, see what kind of reviews this this business is getting. Or most of the time they find you through those social media channels and then end up on your website. So, you know, putting that on your social channels first um, is is a great way to to generate the buzz and get the word out there, get the the virality going and stuff, and then and then they show up on your website, and that's where you actually have you know the, your services and your contact information and stuff listed. So that's something to keep in mind too. Your website is not the only place people are going to be looking for you, or the only place people are going to hear from you. It's just kind of your home base, and yeah, I, I love I love the advice of leveraging. Um, you know, celebrities or well-known people in your own posts to not only attract people who are searching for them, but also, Hey, you know, you tag that person saying, Hey, I just heard a speech from Robert Herjavec or some other person. You tag them, it, you know, pings them that someone mentioned them. And these guys, you know, they're, they're publicity fiends. They love, you know, anytime someone mentions (laughs) them, they want to, you know, highlight that. So, um, there's definitely a high chance you'd be, like you said, retweeted or re LinkedIn or whatever they call it over there. And, uh, and, uh, that's something I I don't do enough of at all. Um, you also talked about getting a photo with the person and that's something like our, our friend Patrick Palmer is really good at. He's, he has his own Facebook page of nothing but taking photos with celebrities, but he also does it when he goes to, um, to conferences and he'll take photos with the, the speakers and all of that stuff. And then he'll post it to Facebook saying, Hey, you know, I met so-and-so tag them in the post and that's an automatic way to start building a buzz, building, um, building a following. And that, that's a great tip that I'm going to try to start doing more often. Well, you
2: know, I'm glad you said that, Matt, because one of the things that I did, and if you look at my LinkedIn uh, page, you'll see there's actually a guy that is putting a microphone on me, and it's a picture. And I'm speaking at a local event here, but the guy is miking me up. There is no credibility. And, you know, I mean, and there's nothing famous about him. There's nothing famous about me. But the fact that I'm getting the mic put on and I'm about to get up on stage in front of an audience builds that credibility. And mm-hmm. so, if you can do a webinar or a seminar, that is absolutely going to build your credibility as well. And take pictures of that. You know, take a screenshot of your webinar if you're doing that. Uh, you know, I've got pictures of me here in this office with my mic and things of that nature. And and you may think, well, that's kind of weird. You know, I'm taking pictures of myself. But what you're doing is you're positioning yourself to be that authoritative figure, somebody that is in the IT community, that's educating the you know local community, and that's how you become that, that local celebrity. Don't be afraid to take a picture of yourself or have somebody take pictures of you. If I'm in a group, even if I'm doing like a, a roundtable discussion or if I'm up on stage with you know three or four other people, Uh, whatever the the event is, if I can get up on stage, I'm having somebody snap pictures of me from different angles with the audience there, right? Mm -hmm. Because I want people, when they come see me, they think automatically in their head, oh, wow, this guy's up on stage. He's the authoritative guy. Right.
0: Yeah. And that, you know, people sometimes feel like, like you said, like it feels weird or maybe it's vain that I'm taking all these pictures of myself and putting them up. But think about when you visit, you know, your favorite authority or business coach or, or business mentor, uh, you go to their Facebook page or their LinkedIn profile and you see those, you know, you see, what do you see? You see photos of them, photos of them speaking, photos of them in their office working. And, and you don't think that that's weird when you see that from your favorite author authority figures. So, you know, the, makes perfect sense to, if you're looking to establish yourself as one of those type of folks to, you know, have those, those photos of you, you know, yeah. Doing the, those authoritative type things like being on a podcast or speaking in front of a group or, uh, you know, hanging out with, with some, uh, notable people in your industry. It's, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. He,
1: yeah one thing that I wanted to highlight Charles that you had said specifically is, You know, for those of us that are on stage, you said something very specific. Make sure that the picture taken of you includes the audience because Mm -hmm. that visual, because I've had photos taken of me on stage, but on stage, not the other way around to be able to view that there is an audience you're speaking to. And like you just said, I actually just uh, cheated and went onto your uh, LinkedIn page right now and see how you can tell the difference on the the perception of a speaker with an audience in the background versus just someone speaking on the opposite side. So that's something for us that who have done it, including that audience, you could just tell the difference of perception speaking in that image. That uh, that picture
2: was a $20 bill and I've got several more. And I, to date, I've spent less than a hundred bucks, but a $20 to the, uh, photographer, to the photographer and tell him, look, I'd like to have an angle. And, and if you look at that, you're only seeing a portion of the audience. There's actually 1,100 people in that audience, um, but but the way that that photo is set up and the way he took it, you know, gives you that that element of wow. There's twice as many people, or you know, three times as many people in that room.
0: It's hard to get a photo like that where we can actually see your face and the audience. <laughs> so yeah. that was that was pretty good. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I've, I've got the USB, I've got USB keys full, you know, full of images of me on stage. Some of them are blurry, some of them you know you, you know, you look weird and different things, but you can go through and you can find one or two that really work and really work well. So I, I'm always thinking about marketing. I'm always thinking about how do I build my credibility and, and what can I use a photo opportunity for or, or something of that nature. And, and really, the, the next tip I'd like to tell you about is if you have a vendor that you, know, you partner with or you know them well, you know, well ask them. How do, you know, if you guys are doing a webinar, I would love to be a guest. I have been guest for, you know, Continuum, uh, Dark Web ID, you know, um, the 20, uh, Channel Pro, uh, various things, uh, Rapid Fire Tools. You know, I've reached out to all these people and saying, hey, look, I'd love to be a panelist on one of your webinars. You get named, you know, on that uh, when they're promoting it. They're going to link back to you and your bio and who you are, again, builds credibility. Now, who does your client want to buy from? The guy in the town that is teaching other IT companies about products, or the IT guy that is just listening to the webinar and learning about the products. So position yourself any way that you can possible.
0: And I can tell you, as you know someone who's transitioned into being a, a vendor for IT businesses, that I'm always looking for folks like Charles here to you know come on the podcast and speak about their expertise and stuff. So I can imagine these other vendors are always hungry, looking for actual IT business owners who are actually using their products or actually you know experts in the industry. They're looking for that content to generate as well. So they're they're they'll jump at the opportunity uh, to have you on you know like you said a webinar or a podcast or a discussion panel or you know something like that. So it's definitely worth. Um, making it known to them that hey i'm available i'd, I'd love to you know help you out and uh, it's it's a high likelihood that they'll they'll take you up on that
2: and i've actually done a one-on-one with the dark web id i had one of their guys actually on a video with me and we recorded it's it about five minutes long and we we're talking about why people want uh, the dark web you know research why why you want that product why you want that offering so it's not just me telling my clients and prospects and why they should be monitoring the dark web. It's now the other guy that's also the authoritative figure talking about it.
0: All right. Um, we're going to be wrapping up here shortly. Was there any, any other tips you had for us or, or any uh, words of wisdom before we uh, wrap things up?
2: Yeah, I, I, I do have one last tip that I'd like to share. Great. And that is practice your webinars. And if, if nothing else, if you're not sure how to do public speaking, you're not comfortable with it, go to your clients and offer to buy them pizza for lunch. And speak for thirty minutes, and show them spam emails that you have that have bogus links in there, and you know just stuff that they should not be clicking on. Wire transfers. Educate your clients, and then work up to speaking at other organizations. Then you can start looking at you know I mean we we, we partnered with banks. I've spoke for uh, SunTrust a couple of times. Uh, legal administrators groups in our town. They have an association. Uh, Nonprofit CFOs, there's an organization here in town. Uh, anybody that offers CPE credits. So I did five different videos for CPE credits. They were all 50 minutes each. Now I'm in front of CPAs getting their CPE credits as the authoritative figure. And I never actually sat in their office, right? Hmm. So, and then church roundtables. All these people, they, they all these different groups, they need speakers. They need somebody to come in and talk to them. And educate them on what to do. And then the, the, the last thing, Matt Paco, I wanna say is um, Tony Robbins has this, it's a quote from him, and it says, Knowledge is not power. Execution of knowledge is where the power lies. So, with that, for the last 30 minutes, we've been talking about the knowledge that you needed to have. Now you have it. It's up to you guys to go out there and start executing. So, if you don't sign up for Haro before you go to bed tonight, and start looking at those emails tomorrow, and taking just a little bit of time to start looking at how you can do webinars and and these different things to build your credibility. Then your competition is going to do it, and you're going to be sitting there having a money conversation with your client instead of a business conversation.
0: Yeah, and and the the way you opened uh, your your interview today was was a perfect way to help people visualize that you know instead of going out and seeking those clients, and those clients are. You know, looking at a bunch of other IT businesses and price shopping and stuff like that, you want them to come to you saying, "I want to work with you. How can I work with you?" You know, absolutely. Tell tell, tell me what you cost and I'll pay it. And um, and that that's the position you want to be in. And and I think uh, the tips you shared are a great way to do that. So hope you guys were taking notes. A lot of super actionable stuff. Uh, stuff that I'm going to be trying out myself as well. Um, now speaking of speaking, uh, I know you um had, uh, have, you know, been working with, uh, Frank Bravada, who we had previously on the show. He had this, uh, um, this, uh, community and, um, service, um, uh, around, uh, public speaking for MSPs and, uh, and you've got something exciting to announce to, to our listeners about that. So, uh, w- what you got for us?
2: Yeah. So, uh, several years ago, I actually went up to Long Island and I hung out for several hours at Frank's office and so we drove around, had lunch, and I saw how he runs his MSP and we became friends. And and when he was launching MSP Speakers, I was also laun- launching a branding thing. And, and I was like, hey, dude, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm actually working on a digital marketing and, and I don't really have time for this. And I'm like, well, I'll take it over. And so I've taken over MSPSpeakers.com and uh, you can go there and, and there's a free white paper download. I'm not going to spam you to death, stuff like that. I mean, I'm an IT guy. I understand how it goes. But uh, but what we're doing is we're looking for IT people to help them build credibility. And so if you need that little extra push, then that's what, that's what we're designing the site for. We're going to be creating a Facebook page so people can share ideas, articles, news things, so that you can have more content to go write articles about. So that's uh, mspspeakers.com. And uh, just, you know, you can fill out the, the little form there, get the download, and then it's going to tell you to join our Facebook group.
0: Awesome. Well, well based on what I heard from you uh, tonight, I'm real excited to, to see what you do with that. And, um, and it should be a great resource. There's also, I believe, a Facebook group that's uh, tied into that as well. Yes.
2: Once you register, you, it, there's a link there that says uh, click here to join our Facebook group. And then it's just going to ask you a couple of questions and talk about the rules of the group, things of that nature. Great.
0: All right, well, exciting stuff, man. Um, I I can't wait to see where where this uh w- you know where this goes, and um, love to have you back on the show later on. Uh, you know, once that's been up and running for a while, to to get your feedback. Um, you know, I know from doing this podcast and running Tech Site Builder that the beauty of having a, a product and service like that is you get to hear from. The perspectives of lots of different IT business owners, hear what they're struggling with, hear what their problems are, and then hear, you know, maybe how they've solved some of those problems, or maybe you can offer your own solutions and see how those work out. So it's like this giant, you know, test bed of IT businesses that you can, uh, you can try different things out and see what's working for folks. So definitely love to get your insights uh, after a while with that stuff. Absolutely. So hey, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for being on, uh, Charles, and uh, we'll definitely keep in touch.
2: All right, thanks, man. Thanks, Paco.
0: All right, guys. Uh, so that's gonna do it for this episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Real quick, want to uh, remind you of our second sponsor, and that is Tech Blog Builder. Um, that's the other service that we offer uh, to you guys, where if you want uh, consistent blog posts written for your IT business. Um, so we talked about in this episode, right? Getting articles written by other people, um, going to HARO, uh, speaking, getting links back from, from, uh, from reputable sources, but you also want to be that reputable source on your own website for the types of services and the types of information that your target customers are interested in. So on TechSite Builder, we have a customer who is providing broadband service to rural areas. So what we're doing is we're creating content that speaks to folks who live on, you know, farms and live in places where internet connection isn't so great. We're giving them tips on how to get better internet connection or use less data when they're using their internet connection and that's going to attract the type of customers that this uh person is trying to um to 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 attract to their business. Um we've got another uh we actually okay so this is a, a funny story. We actually have uh, an air conditioning um, repair company that found Tech Blog Builder and was like, "Hey, you know, looks like what you guys are doing is is great. Can you, you know, uh, write some blog posts for us?" And it turns out that air conditioned repairmen are very similar to computer repairmen in the fact that there's a very specific thing that they're repairing it's uh you know there's some some information and misinformation that the public might have about that particular type of of um of you know technology so uh we t- kind of took the the same formula that we've been writing for IT businesses we wrote some blog posts for this air conditioning company and it's it's working gangbusters for them. They really like it. So what we can do is we can get to know your business, um, preferably an IT business, but e- any kind of technology business, uh, even you know like this this uh, rural broadband company or um, any kind of services you provide. We can get to know your business and write and craft blog posts that are targeted at your customers um, in the voice of your business. We do that on a consistent monthly basis. And uh and that way you don't have to worry about writing the content that's taken care of. That'll build up your SEO, that'll attract your customers, and then you can get out there and actually perform the services, build your business and, and go from there. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, head on over to techblogbuilder.com to check it out. Um so let's keep the conversation going. If you have any opinions about what you heard about on the show, head on over to computerbusinessmarketing.com and let us know in the comments section below the show notes for this episode. Also, don't forget to join us in the Facebook group. Just search for Computer Business Marketing in Facebook. Request access to the group by answering a couple easy questions. Can't wait to see you over there.
1: And if you listen to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, be sure to give us a shout out and leave a review. We'd love to hear your feedback and every comment helps so that the podcast can be found by others.
0: And don't forget to check out our sponsors, Tech Site Builder and Tech Blog Builder. And that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you for checking out the Computer Business Marketing Show. My name is Matthew Rodella.
1: And this is Paco LeBron.
0: Saying here's to your success.